Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. This is episode 159 and I'm your host, Cameron Franklin. With me as always is my best man, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? Hello, hello, and I am great. It was a good weekend. Nice. Joining us from Balmy, Colorado, Emma, how are you doing today? I brought my adopted parents with me today. The turtle? The turtle. <laughs> because I was raised by turtles. Portals. <laughs> Thank you very much. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's a thought that counts. <laughs> but I'm doing good. I'm surviving and thriving. <laughs> and loving film, Can I film just school. Throw out the irony that you, as a previous kind of what was it, anthrozoology major, said yeah. just said that tortoises and turtles are pretty much related. Or I mean, or, like, I'm just you know I'm what? Just There's a reason I'm in film there. school now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason my master's is in a completely different <laughs> field. <laughs> different field. <laughs> Where everyone sucks at math. So, <laughs> joining us from the Great White North, Shanine, how are you doing? Good, good. Quite balmy here today, too. So, that's nice. Yes. Then we have some guests with us this week. We have Brandon. How are you doing? I am blessed and busy. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us on. And then just rubbing our faces and how cool his beaches are. Yvonne, how are you doing? Hi, I am BCM Blessed, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to know um, Brayden and Ivar a little bit, even a little bit more in a second. Um, you can call me Ivar. It just, it just sound like from, I don't know, like a Viking name. So you yeah. can call me Ivar. So I've been playing too much Assassin's so Creed right now. It's all the rage so. right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna change my name for Ivar. Ivar, you can you just confuse me at this point. I just won't be able to keep up. <laughs> it was like what two years ago was all about zombies. This year, this year, about, next yeah. year, it's all Vikings. It's just <laughs> everything is Viking based. As always, listeners, you can find us over on our social media, One Geek 411 You can also join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between shows. And you can shoot us an email at our email address, 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Then you can also check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. Um, and then you can watch live here on Twitch, Monday nights at 645 Mountain Time, and be part of the post-show chat. And then you can also watch here on YouTube, where you can like, subscribe, comment all that kind of stuff. And then you can also um, listen at a later time um, over on podcast services around the globe. And then we also have our Redbubble store to check out our cool merch. So before we get into the show, um, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself while you're, while you're here? Then even we'll get to you. Uh, so first of all, thanks for having us on. I'm super, super stoked to be a part of the podcast tonight. And uh, my name is Brandon Hollingsworth, and I am the chief creative officer and chief operations officer over at Brainy Pixel Productions. We are a Christian animation and production studio. Just released um, back in November, a 22-minute pilot of a Christian kids 3D animated show called Cubekins that we've already gotten Dove approved for all ages. And we're up for a couple of, of awards in the Christian um, 
film space. And so we're pretty stoked about that. But what we're really happy about is what we're here talking about tonight with Mr. Ivan Anaya. Hi, like Brandon said, my name is Ivan. I am from El Salvador in Central America. And actually I am the art director and lead artist in Mercy Wish Studio. And it's a Christian comic studio who actually, we love to do comics and we love to share the gospel. So we mix that together and there's just Mercy Ways. That's awesome. Um, one of the questions that we like to ask our guests, um, and this can segue into our first section of what are the things you've been up to this past week, but what are some things that you are geeky about? So aside from um, what you're here for today, what are some other things that you're, you're geeky about? Brandon, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. You want just one thing or, or m- multiple things? I think you'll learn that the rules are more of guidelines. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm pretty geeky about organization. So um, one of the things that drives me nuts is unread emails in my inbox and uh, it drives me absolutely insane. So I don't know if that's OCD or not, but uh, it's certainly geeky. (laughs) So, uh, so organization file organizations, people tell me every time they see my folder structure on my hard drive, that is quite, quite robust and impressive. (laughs) Well, actually, I'm geeking right now about narrative. I'm just reading a book about it. It's just uh, how to do great narrative in any media. So I'm geeking a lot about that because I'm, I'm a huge narrative fan. I love the how it works in video games and movies and books and, and comics especially. So I just want to learn everything and bring back to comics. So I'm geeky about that. And also I'm geeky about Batman for some reason. I'm in my <laughs> Batman season. I just I just reread a lot of my Batman comics and, and I just having a, a a Batman renouncement in my life. So very nice. That season never ends in my life, the Batman yeah. season. It's always there. So well, and actually I'm just for some, I don't know if I'm going to have to change, but WandaVision, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just waiting for every Friday. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are all very into WandaVision here. So. Yeah. I had a minor revelation about WandaVision, what, today, yesterday, <laughs> that had me rather shook um, in that Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Wanda, is the younger sister of the Olsen twins, which is something I never knew. And on top of that, I also, for most of my life, thought that the Olsen twins were the ones in the parent trap, which also oh. is just not true. So my entire <laughs> knowledge of the Olsen family is just false. <laughs> Didn't hire twins for, the, for them. So... You know, parent trap, Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, who is in that movie? Like, <laughs> who doesn't have a twin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> when you posted that earlier, that, that that's what got me. I was like, who is in the movie though? I was like, I just couldn't remember who it was. Not the Olsen twins. Right. Like, I got that much, but I was just like, I couldn't, re- it's been so long. I was like, oh man. Um, and then, um, Ivan, you, 
even you kind of already hit on it, but is there anything else that you've been up to this past week that's been a favorite thing? Uh, sleeping. I know. <laughs> uh, no, for me, uh, I don't know. It's just drawing. It's just something relax me, even is my work. But mm -hmm. uh, drawing something for fun is just actually relaxing and and reading. I don't know, I maybe sound boring, but I, when, when I have time, that is the thing that I just grab a coffee, read and draw, and I can die happy right there. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. You're more than welcome here. Um, and so, um, and then Brandon, do you have anything else from this past week that's been a favorite thing? Ah, this past week. So, uh, so yes, my favorite thing has been tons and tons of podcasts. So Yvonne and I have been super blessed uh, to be That's on right. a lot of podcasts over the past two weeks. We've been doing a huge social media push promoting uh, this comic. And so we've been on Infinity Bros and Coin of Geek and uh, um, oh, I can't even remember. Comic and the Crosses. Yes, Comic and the Crosses. Uh, Crossing Comics, and uh, we've been on the Mountain Nerds podcast. So we've been, I think, about 18 podcasts since the 1st of February. Wow, so that's awesome. Averaging I, almost one a day. So I just want to say my English is get better for the last two weeks. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, that's I used a bonus. To, yeah, that's a bonus. I, I used to sound really Latin. Now I, I sound like a Latin with experience. So that's <laughs> Emma, what have you been up to this past week? Um, a lot of school, but in my free time, I finished reading Ready Player One for an exciting event later this week, <laughs> um, and it was great. And I also ordered Ready Player Two to start reading that, and I'm excited. Um, my house plant got repotted, which is great. It now lives in a bigger plot pot. Um, and I started working on more merch designs, so there should be more options up soon. Nice. I'm excited based on what you've shown us so far. Shanine, what have you been up to? Uh, we've been continuing our Harry Potter watch through. We watched Order of the Phoenix last night. Nice. Um, yeah, just so many tears, um, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, I promise. So yeah. when I, I have a funny Order of the Phoenix story. And that was when we saw it in the theater. Um, like I came home and my mom, my mom asked how the movie was. And I said, it was really good, but they killed Harry at the end. And she goes, isn't he the main character? I'm like, yeah, that was the surprising part. No one saw it coming. Um, she, of course, didn't believe me. But um, but that kind of started my like moment of, I really like to do fake spoilers for things that are just like completely outlandish. And so, um, oh, yeah. Good job, Order of the Phoenix. Starting a tradition. Beautiful. <laughs> um, and I also planted some bonsai trees. Um, I am not super great with plants, but I have gotten slightly better in these past few months. And my husband super believes in me and bought me a bonsai kit. So here's hoping. You got this. I believe in you. 
you need a better understanding of bonsai, just watch Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be a pro. That is, so, that is all the knowledge you need. <laughs> I washed it, but all I know how to do is put wax on things now. <laughs> and, and, and your house is going to be really clean. <laughs> Chris, what about you? So, I have, I as well finished my reread through Ready Player One and jumped straight into Ready Player Two. But we'll talk about that on Thursday. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, last week was my last week in my previous position. This week is I just started my new job. Um, so I'm in training, but super exciting more flexible schedule i am super excited about that um which means i can actually probably listen to podcasts while i'm at work i like it but um ultimately i couldn't decide on which like i decided to fall farther behind on the current season of anime and decided to start rewatching fruits basket because I just enjoy a good slice of life, and I probably plan on crying later this week. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to be hurt. It's a happy cry. Fruits Basket isn't that depressing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's more of a happy cry, for sure. Or anticipation. I don't know. But I love Fruits Basket. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. For me... I got back into No Man's Sky after the latest update. Been playing a lot with um, Chunk the Hut, um, Caleb from Mountain Nerds Podcast, and then Jarrett from the Infinity Bros. And so we're kind of back in that space exploration game. Um, and then yesterday on stream, I started playing Control um, because it was a PlayStation Plus game. Loving it so far. I like the sci-fi kind of spooks that it's got going on. And then... After watching um, WandaVision, my wife and I have gone and we re rewatched Infinity War and Endgame over the weekend. And so um, all kinds of the hype there. Um, speaking of the sad cry, the end of Infinity War still gets me every time. Um, but um, really love that. It just blows my mind that both those movies are like three hours long. And they don't feel three hours. Like their pacing is just so good. I just don't get it. But that is what we've been up to the past week. So let's jump into our discussion topics. We can bring in a fun topic or a piece of news or anything like that for us. Um, Brandon, do you have anything for us? Just a general discussion topic? Uh, yeah, let's talk about vegetables. What do you guys think about vegetables? Pro-vegetables, anti-vegetable? Where do you stand on vegetables, gang? Depends on the vegetable. Are they good at singing songs about Bible no, no, verses? I don't want to talk about those kind of vegetables. <laughs> so that's Being the only kind of vegetables fine. I want to talk that's about. That's the only kind of vegetables I like. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Being, I in like vegetables. Being, in, being in Christian animation, that's just a horrible thing to do to a guy. I know. Put up, put up the gold standard, right? And just kind of like, <laughs> what do you think about me now? Oh, I like man. to waltz with tomatoes up and down the grocery <laughs> aisle. Didn't you know that? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But you're probably going to be singing into your hairbrush later, right? 
<laughs> the hairbrush. I lost my hairbrush. Well, I've I'm, been looking I'm... for it for 25 years. <laughs> Why well, I wander around going, oh, where is my hairbrush? Has anyone where... seen my hairbrush? Yeah, where, oh, where, oh, where, oh, oh where, oh, where, oh, where? Turns out the peach has it. Yeah. <laughs> he's fuzzy. Because he's fuzzy and he's got hair. Poor Yvonne's over there like, I am completely lost. I have no That's idea. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I watch VeggieTales. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Actually, I know the sound in Spanish, so I'm trying to translate in my head. Oh, yeah. ah. I feel like VeggieTales is one of those like shows where I feel like if you told me I'd seen all of the episodes, I would believe you. But if you also told me I'd only seen like five of them, I also would believe you there. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yes. Only seen, like, I agree two. there. Absolutely. <laughs> also, if you told me that I have uh, I have heard an episode played eight million times over and over again, I would also <laughs> believe you. So, but that's because I have kids. So, there are worse things, I guess. Oh, also, yeah, but absolutely. I have not been subjected to anything eight thousand times. So. I wasn't sure yeah, if you were I just mean, bringing the big news that spinach can send emails. What? <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big vegetable person other than, as Emma said, the singing kind. They're just worse fruit. I'm all about some vegetables. I love vegetables. They're awesome. But not the singing kind. <laughs> They're my enemy. <laughs> my rival. Well, actually, it's funny because here in El Salvador and in Central America, vegetals, vegetals, no vegetals, are in everything. If you're going to breakfast, there's a lot of vegetable in there. If you're going to lunch, if you're going to dinner, so it just it's just part of it. I don't know if we have the same, but it's just part of every. I I love them, but not all of them. I think it's fifty fifty in my life. <laughs> Potato always good. Mm -mm. Oh, you Archie like balls it. of nothingness. They're so delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's go good with everything. Potatoes just Pour to fill them. them. Stick them in a stir. <laughs> Potatoes. Well, actually, we have we have vegetal vegetal. I I just trying not to say vegetal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we have soups of vegetal here. <laughs> you it's just it's only vegetal potato. Uh, I'm gonna say one word in Spanish, but it's it called whiskey. It is just like the potato, but it just tastes almost like nothing, and it's green. Hmm. And you can have uh, all stuff. I'm, I'm just going to say words in Spanish, and I'm going to work in it. So, but <laughs> if we have a soup for that, <laughs> there's a, there's a shirt. We have a soup for that. Yeah, <laughs> Emma, <laughs> um, Yvonne. Do you have any um, discussion topic or piece of news for this week that stood out to you? Oh, uh, I don't know what a piece of news can I give. Uh, 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 let's go to the topic because I don't know if I have an interesting news. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm actually thinking in my Batman season, I'm just rewatching Batman animated series. And mm -hmm. I just think how good the old cartoons are. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that, so I think it's a good topic. I don't know if someone can say what is your all favorite cartoon. Maybe it can be a yeah. good question. 
think we mentioned it last week. Oh. But something that DC should do is just stay away from the live action and just yeah, and just only do like all... just go some more Batman yeah. animated series. Yeah, just animate everything because their animated series have always been phenomenal quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. But I'm trying to remember what my favorite cartoon was going up, growing up. Like now it's Avatar, oh. but like. Feel like that, totally, was... that totally depends on age. You got to bracket yeah. that question with age. Right? This is true. This is yeah. true. Because like when I was, uh, you know, like seven or eight, it was Thundercats, right? You know, coming home from school after school, three o'clock, three thirty. Thundercats snarf. is on. Yeah. Snarf, snarf, snarf. Lion out. Do you see here in El Salvador? Uh, we have Thundercats, and after that, we have the Superbook, and the same in the same channel. So it just it was great, it was a great season. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about old Thundercats or the new Thundercats? Because the new Thundercats, old Thundercats and old Super, old Superbook. Gotcha. I mean, not the three D animation, but the the two D animation. <laughs> I did enjoy the reimagining of Thundercats. It's not bad. Aspects, it's not bad. It's yeah. really good. Like the animation in that was phenomenal, and but the, the yeah, it, it was a complete. It was it was a break from the traditional storytelling that was in in the eighties. Well, well, let's be honest, Chris. There wasn't a lot of storytelling with the original Thundercats, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it was basically exactly. rinse and repeat every week, right? So it's the the Dragon Ball formula of right. you just spend a couple episodes charging yes. up and then you finally have the plot payoff and then you spend a couple <laughs> episodes charging up and then <laughs> it works <laughs> oh man i was a big fan of like dexter's lab oh that was awesome that was one that i really liked growing up pokemon you know all the mons <laughs> Digimon. Digimon. <laughs> yeah. Monster man. Rancher. Oh, Monster Rancher. Oh, I forgot about that. It just was in the back of my head. <laughs> it's <laughs> now it's go back everything. It just <laughs> right? <wants to. laughs> Janine, what was your favorite cartoon going up? I don't know. We didn't really watch cartoons, like probably VeggieTales growing up. I don't know. When I babysat, though, it was kind of our evening routine to watch Teletoon Retro before they went to bed. So you'd get all the, like, Spider-Man and Transformers. And... There you go. Now you're talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You need to give me your parents' phone number, though. I need to call them and have a severe talk with them. (laughs) That's just not right. That's just not right. That was required viewing in my household. Mm -hmm. I actually sat my kids down like, you're going to watch Thundar the Barbarian because you need some education. (laughs) You need to know what a stun sword is and who Ookla the Mach is. You never know. When a really wealthy guy is going to pass away and leave all of his money to whoever it is that can win a tournament. That's right. You yeah. never know. You never know. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's like critical to 
the formation of the brain in the proper space. It's like, <laughs> you gotta know what a sun sword is. You know, it's like demon dogs. That'd be awesome. Janine's like, I have no idea what he's even talking about. I guess that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> Just okay. find all the links. You can catch up, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So Just sending Shanine a DVD box of, oh wait, y'all don't watch DVDs anymore, do you? If I sent you, Shanine, if I sent you DVDs, could you even watch them? The DVD collection sitting in a storage unit somewhere would definitely attest to that. That's why you get the disc versions of consoles. None of that. Yeah. All digital. That's that's why I got the disc version. Yeah. So Shanine, if I send you DVDs of Thundar, can you even watch them? Like like if I sent them to you today. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm getting your address. I'm sending you. I'm sending you Thundar. It's over. So it's, it's done. A... <laughs> that disappears. Yeah. yeah. Other cartoons. I really liked the X Men series. Also a good one. That was awesome. On the, on the superhero. I think that was probably like that. That's like my formative take. Like, like, the, like for a lot of people, you have that. Like, which version of the characters do you go to? For me, it's the X Men the animated series. Um, like, that's definitely the. And then you go to the movies and there's no lo- no look alike and just says, something's not okay yeah. here. <laughs> Spider-Man actually was good too. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man from the 90s was good. Yeah. Definitely agree. Definitely. Emma, what do you got for us? Yeah. Whatever was playing on PBS at, th- at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I actually wrong. have. Hey, nothing wrong. Haven't we discussed this? PBS is Wishbone. Yeah. The greatest show of all time. And the only channel we had growing up. <laughs> so, um, but for my actual piece of news for the week, um, Disney Plus adds added a content warning to the beginning of several Muppets episodes and movies for... Um, negative depictions or mistreatment of people and cultures um and i think all of those episodes were older um seasons like much older episodes and it's just something that i find great that they're doing and one of the things that they said in this article about it is that um it was never okay and it's still not okay granted it'd be nice if they like did something more than add a negative or add a content warning to the beginning, but it's, I find it nice that they're at least taking some sort of step to begin with Mm -hmm. um, for these misrepresentations that happened 20 plus years ago. So that's just a piece of news that I have. I think those are good call outs. It's, it's really interesting to see how, especially like, I feel like streaming services are the ones that, that have kind of, I don't want to say dealt with this the most. That sounds, that's a really weird way of saying it, but that we've, we've seen how like react to like bringing in these different things and mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit less so than with Disney, but I guess it applies with the Muppets where it's like, um, although Disney has their own skeletons in their closet, but yeah. like, <laughs> Like all when you get all the these skeletons. companies that are bringing in all this oh. content that's not their own, and it's like, well, 
what are we gonna do yeah yeah i mean like there's what can you do especially like except for throw up a warning that obviously over time that these perceptions or concepts have like obviously like we know Not better aged well but <laughs> but we also want your money so we're gonna still put this theory yeah might be a little bit different um for y'all in the, like the christian content world but is that like something that like you see companies like in the in that christian sphere having to think about how they're going to handle older content like is that the type of does that get discussed any so like older content yeah um so based on like the agreements that brainy pixel has signed in the past um it really depends on the the particulars of what the streaming service or the or what the distributor can and can't do mm. with your mm -hmm. content. Um, a lot, the truth is, is a lot of these distributors and a lot of these um, streaming services, they don't really care so much what the content is as long as people watch it uh, because they're just trying to capture eyeballs. They're trying to get people to watch the shows so that mm -hmm. they can either, you know, um, have more content for people to view if, it's a subscription service or an SVOD is what those are called in the industry or that they can run advertisements on or an AVOD, which is what it's called in the industry. So um, I've never run across in, in our you know 10 plus years of doing business um, anything where there's any sort of call outs for, hey, you know, if you have material we don't agree with as a platform, we're going to slap a warning on the front of your stuff. Uh, that would have to be something that's actually you know, called out in an agreement mm. because you deliver a product at the end of the day and they either run it or they don't. So. Mm -hmm. hmm. I've always wondered that, like who determines if that goes up? Like, is it the, or maybe, and maybe it's a mix of like, is it the creators or is it the streaming service or how exactly that works? But Yeah, I'm sure it all comes down to the legalities of it. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like back when Warner Brothers did that, you know, several years ago with their DVDs, that was a conscious choice that they made, mm -hmm. you know, to put that up based on the climate at the time, you know, the yeah. societal climate. Um, so that was obviously a choice that they made. But with streaming services, generally speaking, they probably can't do anything to the content unless they get buy in from the mm -hmm. content provider, mm -hmm. you know, so. That makes sense. Janine, what do you got for us? Okay, we got some exciting movie trailers this week. Um, the Cruella trailer starring Emma Stone and the Mortal Kombat trailer, which my husband is super duper excited for. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be better than the original? Yeah, than the other Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> yeah. Debatable. Based on Big the trailer, question. it doesn't look worse. <laughs> Technically, it doesn't have to be better. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they use anything greater than stick puppets, it'll be better than the first movie, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan, but this trailer looks good. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a fan of the, of the video game. And I actually see the movies in the theater mm -hmm. back in the day. And I think this looked good. 
Yeah. Lottie and good. I don't know what to expect. I, I, if you go to see Mortal Kombat, you cannot Spain. I don't know. Right, a, right. a great story that is going to change you. No, it's, it's Mortal Kombat. It's, it's yeah. on the yeah. title. <laughs> so <laughs> what to expect? It's yeah. the it's the cliche tournament. That movie had so much fighting in it. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, why people is dying? Why are they fighting it's to the death? Mortal <laughs> my mom actually made that comment about Star Wars when I was watching it with my friends in high school. She comes downstairs at one point and goes, why is there so much fighting in this movie? And I just went, mom, it's Star Wars. There's a reason it's called Star Wars. Yeah. And she just Star went, Wars, oh. not Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. And she just left. Not Star Love, mom. Come on. <laughs> Oh man, um, I really like their co the direction they went with their costume designs. Like again, like I'm not a fan of the games, but like I just never got into like the 2D fighters. But like it looks like they did a really cool, like good job with their costuming. And so like I know like as somebody like I mean as a fan of other series, like that's one of the big things I would look for as a fan is like how does does it actually look like the characters? And then mm -hmm. yeah, um, but I thought that was really cool. I think that there's a lot of people who actually love Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. because the the only thing that I, I think is just stuck in my head is just something from Sub-Zero. It's just grab the blood of someone <laughs> and just make it just ice it and make it like a, a knife. It just it's gonna stab you with your own blood. So uh, that is that I, I think that is that is something the way the the the, the scene is just and capturing the film is really good. It's just like make the, the character look cool right. and make look make it look like a video game stuff. Just, that happened in a video game. Mm -hmm. So I think that is that is really good. Mm -hmm. Speaking of making the character look cool, Corella. Oh. What'd y'all think of that trailer? It has a lot of potential. <laughs> this just reminds me of like one of the TikTok trends going around because about like side parts versus middle parts. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone pointed out that in Disney, all the villains have middle parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this reminds me of right now. And then like all the protagonists have side parts. There you go. It's true. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> Gen Z. <laughs> Y'all the evil ones. I'm excited to yeah. see Cruella, though. Like, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I didn't love Maleficent, but I did enjoy mm -hmm. that it was a different take on the character. Mm -hmm. So... We'll see. I don't know what to expect, really. Yeah. It looks darker than I usually expect from Disney. I'm hoping it's like a dark comedy kind of thing. Dark like makes the vibe money. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially like, I just, I'm really hoping they don't do the thing where they like explain the villain and make like try to redeem the villain through their backstory. It's like, let Cruella just be this like, like crazy person that wants a. Um, a puppy skinned 
robe and let her be the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that anyway? Yeah. You know, I mean, (laughs) it's just another furred beast, right? (laughs) Just happened to bring them into our homes and care for them. And love them and name them. And yeah, I mean, it's no different than several an hundred no thousand than years an, of domestication history. It's no different than an aardvark coat, you know, it's no big deal. Um, but yeah, then I'm excited that Emma Stone is playing Cruella. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to see her take. Very good acting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that role. I don't, I don't see the trailer, but I, I don't know how you can redeem Cruella. I, I mean, yeah. if you see the, if you see the movie, it's just you hate it, you hate her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I just want, I, I, it will be awesome if the movie make hate her. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, make you, make you feel that. Yeah, if their attempt is to try and redeem her, it'll most likely flop. But if they're just giving her a background for the sake of giving her a backstory then sure <laughs> G- give me more reason to hate her so yeah okay. yeah i'll give a shout out to an older episode of our sister podcast faith trust and pixie dust they did one and talked about top villains and one of their top villains is corella because she just is like has no motivation she just is a bad person <laughs> like like She's no, no grand plan, none of that. Just gonna be a gonna be a bad person. But uh, my my big hope, I was talking about this with some friends, is I is I really hope that the name Cruella isn't like a punchline of the movie. Like I don't want some like whatever her name is. Like I don't want it to be like you're so cruel. And then she's like, no, I'm Cruella. It's like no, please don't. Anything, do but, it. anything I want them but to. that. Anything but that. Now that's all I want. <laughs> so, no, Chris. No, Chris. Have that be an outtake. Like, I would love to see, like, a super serious, like, delivery of that line, but not actually in the film. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, Chris. I just want that and her to have a pair of kitten slippers to go with her dog. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Yes. If they had that combined in, like, a bloopers type thing... <laughs> or just a t- no. I want scene that, that never made it. The last then, sure. part of the movie, like the entire movie, builds up to that line, and it's that's just, the zinger. That's the zinger, and it fades to black. Yeah, yeah, she's got to go bam. <laughs> then you put the logo bam. up on the screen, and then yeah, and Done. credits. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all think the odds are of post-credit scene? Dalmatians in Cruella. Oh. Like the post-credit sure. scene is the Dalmatians being born. A good chance. I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but <laughs> I can I can see that being something Disney did. We had a live action Dalmatians, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually yeah. two, I think. Two. Yeah, two. Say, I, yeah. thought was, I thought it got a sequel. One hundred and one and one hundred and two. That's right. Yes, 1996. Yep. Yep. I want to hit y'all with this number. So the budget for 101 Dalmatians was $75 million. 
and it made $320 million in the box office. Nice. And um, Deanna has just informed me that Walt Disney hated it. (laughs) But you're talking about the original, right? Random cameo from the wife. Walt Disney hated um, the 101 Dalmatians because he didn't like the style because that's when they started Xeroxing the sketches of the artists instead of actually painting on the cells. So he was like, this is cheapening animation because you're just copying what the person drew. So that's why it looks sketchy, not as clean as the older animations. That is all goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Because they had a million dogs. They had a million dogs they had to draw. That's why. Nobody wants to draw a million dogs. (laughs) Well, actually, I like that it's sketchy from the start. And I think... I don't know if I re- you remember good the, the animation, but when when everyone is just stepping with their dogs and they look like their dog, I think that is awesome. It's just the Chihuahua lady <laughs> and, and and all the fancy lady, which I don't know how the dog is called, but I think that is awesome because you look like your dog or your dog look like you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pokemon also had a really good trailer for one of the generations where they got people that looked kind of like the new Pokemon. So... Shout out to that. Back to this Pokemon thing. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Shaped a generation. Yeah. <laughs> I cut my teeth on Gen 1 and 2. <laughs> Actually, I never grabbed Pokemon. I just, that, that doesn't happen for me. <laughs> I mean, it shaped. Please don't hate me, but yeah. A generation <laughs> to the extent that they're willing to ruin a kids reward for their happy meal yeah out of greed so <laughs> oh man oh mcdonald's oh mcdonald's at a farm yeah 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 but didn't oh. yeah, no longer had pokemon coins <laughs> chris what do you got for us this week I've got a few things, but so we'll start with kind of just the general news. So BlizzCon was this past weekend, um, and their kind of opening showcase revealed a couple things, and it just reveals that Blizzard is just trying to make money off of nostalgia. <laughs> you don't um, say. Aren't we all? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. I've, I have no complaints, but I'd also like to see some money poured back into some old IPs, but. <laughs> um in their thing so we saw obviously whole whole new title for the most part diablo 4 re- first class revealed the rogue class super excited should expect to see that next year um completed but we also get diablo 2 being or diablo 2 resurrected a remaster of the uh of uh coming to pretty much every platform so pc PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X, as well as Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm kind of excited for that, that the the resurrected. But they also continue to build off of the World of Warcraft World of Warcraft Classic and releasing the Burning Crusade. Um, yeah, that's the dream, right? You like make a game. You make an expansion for that game, then you just—it exists for so long that you can re-release the game and then re-release <laughs> the expansion. Right. 
Yeah. But I mean, so they did twofold. So they are they're advancing the original story. So we get an actual um next uh the Shadowlands patch uh chains of domination for World of Warcraft. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, we we started classic. Um granted they are starting off the classic with a higher level cap so that you can do some additional things. Um with the burning crusade and they are adding some additional features in some more modern features to the game. Um, but yeah, that, that, that I guess is the goal. Just keep making money off it, (laughs) but still nothing new for Starcraft. I still really want Warcraft four. Yeah. I want to return. I want them to return to RTSs. Um, for the most part. Or something. Or make an MMO out of StarCraft 2. I'd be down for that. But that, that we know that project was abandoned. Um, other news. Uh, Netflix continues. Uh, oh, I have one more BlizzCon. Oh. And that's that we got some more details about Overwatch 2. Yeah. Um, which I am excited about because it's going to actually have story. And like we're actually going to get to like learn about the characters more in the game that they're in. Which is what um, we were hoping for. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see that, the single player progression, those kinds of things. And um, to go back to even what um, Yvonne said at the beginning, like narrative, like, like let's have story. Like let's, <laughs> um, let's actually like, just like build that up. And so I'm really excited to see it's that. It's not Blizzard trying hard to be an eSport. Yeah. This isn't Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon's an eSport. That one's for you, long-time podcast listeners. Speaking of esports, <laughs> Netflix has also, just shortly after their announcement, um, did release a trailer that. So they announced that they are making an anime based on Dota Two called Dota Dragon's Blood. Um, and we have already gotten a trailer, and kind of along what we were talking about last week. Netflix is just making these series into like different things into actual story narrative driven animes is something they have been doing really well and something more studios kind of need to look at because they've they did it with Castlevania and Castlevania killed it mm-hmm. um and even looking at this I I wasn't sure how they're going to do this but even looking at this trailer for Dota um, for the, a Dota anime makes me kind of excited. Um, and it's probably something that Monster Hunter should have thought of first. <laughs> but no, they want live action. <laughs> I'm a little sad about that. Um, and then my last piece of news is kind of an interesting format, but DC has announced that they are launching on Spotify a kind of podcast series for their comics. So it's not comic discussion. It's actually podcast series dedicated to characters such as Catwoman, Wonder Woman, the Riddler, Batgirl, Superman, and Lois Lane. Um, We don't have a ton of information regarding this, but we're getting a podcast universe. I'm like super into this. Like, this is definitely not what I thought this was from like the show notes. Yeah. But I, like, I'm super into this idea. I'm intrigued. 
for sure. I I don't know what it's going to be like. Um, if it's kind of just going to be kind of table readings or, or what to expect, but this is a very unique application for, for this type of content. Mm -hmm. I just can't, I just can't wait. Go ahead, Shanine. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I love audio dramas. I know there's a Wolverine podcast that mm-hmm. i've been meaning to listen to it's oh that's good safe for later but i did yeah. not know this <laughs> yeah me neither i just can't wait till they drop their their new hit songs of the penguin that's what songs i'm looking for so it's a new new <laughs> album that penguin cut he had and, and i think, I think uh, it was backed up by clayface so you know on <laughs> percussion well i think it, there's there's a good way to exploring. I don't know if you play the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. The uh, the audio about the characters are really interesting. So if there's like that format to tell you the story and and understand all that stuff, I think it could be great. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah, I just never thought like such a kind of that this would be the format. For something like this in general um because in general i mean like dc is a comics it's always been a visual based mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. and then to just like transition to an audio only will definitely be interesting granted the production cost is going to be low yeah i can't wait for the juxtaposition of the ads yeah. Of like, here's a super thing, super serious thing. But did you know one out of three men suffer from hair loss? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, Briar, that would be newest killing. mattress. Have you tried the thing where we send you a meal in a box to your home? <laughs> Although, like, this seems like a slam dunk for like Raycon, like the earbuds like listen yeah. to the podcast on your earbuds that you can get from on sale through the podcast <laughs> yeah if they pick the right the right i don't know advertising or or, mm-hmm. or brands that would be really good mm-hmm. uh i don't know if it's just like uh have you like you say raycon or maybe just uh uh, like Brandon said, this is the penguin stuff. Mm-hmm. Something that is just going to the mood of the podcast. I think that would be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that would be good. I know it, this is appeal for your craziness in the Joker yeah. podcast. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's probably just going to be Spotify ads for Spotify Premium. Oh, no. that's, that's all it's going to yeah. be because it is a Spotify exclusive deal. <laughs> Um, well, let's make it interesting. This is Spotify in Gotham City. So. Yeah, exactly. At least have it like have the ads be delivered by the people in character. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's money right there. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I will say like that's one of the things I really liked about the Ron Burgundy podcast is that like Ron Burgundy delivered the ads, and so. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Batman advertising insurance. That's yeah. just that's money in the bank right there. That's uh, actually if they if they get get smarter than that there's one character i don't know what is the name but it, it's just like a news guy 
that actually do advertising. So it's just, this is Ray Parker giving you the news in Gotham City. <laughs> Tune in, in in Spotify. And you will not going to be out of the of the podcast, but you're going to receive the brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be good. Yeah, It's like... Um, it's called to the, tomorrow for that. Yeah. It just makes me think of my favorite podcast of all time. Welcome to Night Vale, where every episode they have the weather. But the thing is, is the weather is a song. So they feature a different independent musician every episode under the weather section. So they call it the weather, but it's an independent artist that they play a song from. So it gives them exposure. But then they had one episode where the weather section was actually like a weather report. And it was so weird because it was just like everyone expects a song because that's just what the weather is in this podcast. But then it's a weather report. And then the next episode, they just go back to sharing an independent artist, which is fabulous because it gets these people exposure. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, they could easily do something like that (laughs) with their podcasting format where they make their advertisements part of the episode where they're still getting those advertisements in, but they can easily make it part of the story. I'm going to bring back WandaVision. Just the -hmm. the advertising Mm -hmm. in the the show, they could be just Rolex instead of, of... of the watch there's under. I think that is a great idea and you will never gonna be out of your experience. Yeah. It's not gonna bother you. You want the commercial with you. Give me more commercial because they're gonna bring me into the experience. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I did not bring anything for us this week. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into <laughs> our announcement. Um, And so the big announcement, as Emma um, teased earlier, is that um, this Thursday night, 645 Mountain Time, we have our book club on Ready Player One. And so um, really excited for all of that. Um, We'll be chatting through. Um, We'll have a post over in the Discord if people would like to submit any questions they would like us to chat about during that book club. Um, so make sure to join and go check that out. And then even if you haven't read the book, feel free to come and hang out and listen to us chat. Um, and then I will also say, as a Ready Player One, Emma made a comment about being stressed about it. And I was like, oh no, is this bad stress? Stress in not a good way. Yes. To <laughs> clarify for anyone in the Discord, which you should go join. Discord like, plug. I was like, is it was stress in a good way <laughs> in the sense that the storyline was causing me stress <laughs> because big corporations suck. <laughs> I will not share any more opinions because obviously we have a book club for a reason. <laughs> and I shall save my thoughts for later. <laughs> this message brought to you by Amazon. Yeah, that would be nice. Amazon, if y'all want to be corporation of Amazon, Amazon or Amazon, (laughs) Amazon, of course. (laughs) 
And so this now brings us to um, our special segment with our guests, Brandon and Yvonne. Um, y'all are here because y'all are putting together this comic called Chronicles of Faith, David the Yay. Shepherd. Um, and so we kind of want to just give y'all a little bit of time um, by a little bit. I mean, we're just going to just chat about it. I don't know why I said a little bit, um, but um, we're going to take some time to chat about it. Um, kind of um, if y'all want to explain the overview of what it is and maybe like what inspired y'all to put it together. And we'll just kind of chat for a bit about that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, thanks. A, thanks a bunch. Uh, so Chronicles of Faith, David is a new comic series that was kind of inspired or the original inspiration rather came from the folks over at Mercy Ways. And uh, Ivan can uh, talk more about that. <laughs> um, Brandy Pixel was, was really blessed to get involved uh, as I happened to run across some of Yvonne's work online um, since I'm a kind of an old school art director, I always keep an eye out for amazing artists and notice his stunning, stunning lines and uh, reached out to him and uh, just started a conversation about possible collaborations, maybe him doing some work with Brainy Pixel for our animation uh, uh, projects that we have in, in work. And just the more we began to get to know each other and just to chat back and forth over social media, found out that Mercy Ways has a huge heart for, for scripture and for uh, comics and for, you know, the, the gospel and uh, pitched the idea of possibly working together on this project. And we were blessed for them to say yes. And so now we're working together, moving towards a release in just a couple of days for this mm -hmm. comic. So pretty stoked. Yay. Yvonne, you want to tell them a little bit about the inspiration? Okay. Uh, well, the inspiration for, for us is just, I think it's a long process. But one of the things that we want to share here is just trying to make a great story. And for us, the Bible has the greatest story ever. I think is uh, we were talking about all the pop culture references, and we didn't, maybe don't even notice, but so many of that pop culture reference drink from the Bible mm -hmm. in a lot of stuff. It's just the story of David is just the story of the underdog who actually go to into the peak. And we hear that story from from everywhere. From Harry Potter, he's the family never they never want him, and and I think it's we just want to tell a good story for that. So thinking about that is uh, we just want to share something in a comic. We just want to have a message, mm -hmm. something that it can be. We don't want to say it's so cool as a Spider Man, but something that can actually be back to back to spider-man it's just some if if you want to be spider-man why don't you don't you want to be like david is that there is no reason for it actually you can be more like david that you can be more like spider-man no matter <laughs> how how many spider bites you in the in your arms and maybe you're not <laughs> dying in the process but thinking about all that stuff we want to actually tell something not preachy because we don't want to go into road to do something preachy, but maybe something teachy and actually mm -hmm. make, make David look cool. <laughs> I think one of the things we want to do is make David look cool in the best way possible in showing in the, in the, in the best way that we can do, try to do the best way, the best work and try to actually make a compelling story that someday maybe not because of the comic but the charity can be so compelled that a podcast can be talking about have you read what david did this 
something like that, which is, or maybe a David podcast that you like the, the, the penguin and, and Batman stuff. That would be awesome for us. It's just trying to make the Bible more accessible to people. It's just something they want to do because maybe the Bible is, can be some in some way. So, so I don't know. It just make your impression. It just, it's the Bible, but it, mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. If you, if you love all the kicky stuff, uh, Brian and I said, the Bible is just the original cinematic universe. Yeah. If you if you love all that, I don't know, reference Easter egg, the Bible did it first. Mm -hmm. Since you can find the first the first reference in, 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 in Genesis about something that is going to pay off back in, in Jesus' time. So all mm -hmm. that idea of of, of contraction is just trying to bring the Bible for the people. It's just trying to make the, the Bible closer to the people if you think that it's just something that you I'm not close to. And if it is a comic, like Chris said before, comics are just so visual and we want to make something visual stunning. It's a hard work, but why not? <laughs> I mean, there's there's no reason why not to do it. So yeah. we want to try to do that. And make questions. If you, if you have many mm -hmm. questions. Yeah. What was can, the, um, I mean, you kind of hit on it a little bit with like the underdog story, but what was the... Um, the inspiration for picking David as like, as the, I mean, I'm going to say based on the title, it seems like you're implying <laughs> that there will be chronicles of faith, fill in the blank, something else. Absolutely. Um, but what was, what was the inspiration to start with David first? Well, the idea of David is because he's, he's someone in the pop culture. If I don't know if you, if you hear the story of the big guy versus the short one is David versus Goliath. It's just right there. Everyone's love David in some way. Mm -hmm. Everyone just know about David. And actually, this the story of David is really epic. It's just the mm -hmm. the hero journey in the Bible. You can pick and choose. It's just exactly the hero journey in 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 one of the in, in the Bible stories. And one of the things we actually want to show here is the closest relationship that David has with God because we want to share and, and show that in, in a narrative way um, not because you have to have a relationship like David has with, with God it's just show you the beautiful in between of that relationship how David trusts in God in the best moment in the worst moment and the moment when he just was the worst person in the entire planet and when he was the one who defied Goliath. So there is, a, there is something beautiful in that relationship that actually inspires us to us because the idea of calling Chronicles is not so simple because the book of Chronicles, if mm -hmm. you, if you notice, if you've been reading your Bible, you read Samuel and after Chronicles. And for some reason, you just say, I just read that. Just, <laughs> I just, just read this. <laughs> But mm -hmm. the idea of the book of Chronicles is just after the exile. It's happening after Ezekiel, after Jeremiah. And the idea of that is because the, 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 the people of Israel are forgetting about God. They will don't know what God has done for them. So the people just rewrite, reboot the story and just say, you know what? I'm going to tell you again what, has, what God has done for us. And for us, it's just, okay, let's do that. People need to remember what 
God is like, what God is the character of God in this time. So let's do a new Chronicles and we can draw and we can tell stories or let's make a comic. So that is the concept for the Chronicles and the, the concept of David is because he's epic. We love him mm-hmm. and everyone, you have, if you think in the back of your mind, you like David. It's just, it's just one character you like, even if he just do some crazy and bad stuff, but you like David. For some reason in the back of your head, you remember that. Oh, David, yeah, I like that character in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to tell that story. And we, and we don't want to shy away from the, yeah. you know, the less than savory portions of that story. You know, we are working in the medium of comics. This is a family friendly comic. So we're going to be very, very intentional about how we address those elements of that story. But those are critical to the narrative of David. Right. Um, they're, they're really critical to the narrative of the entire Bible. Right. This cycle mm-hmm. of rebellion and redemption is one of the main themes, probably the main theme throughout the entire word of God. And so it's kind of coming out the gate with a story that echoes this theme and shows us uh, a model that we can follow in terms of someone we want to look up to. Not a not a, a, a moral model. Right. Because David isn't. He's not a moral example that we want to follow but he's absolutely a faith example, right? That's why God called him a man after his own heart is because David, even when he made mistakes, he would humble himself before a mighty judge and ask for forgiveness and God would then, you know, forgive him. Uh, and so we want to, we want to illustrate that. We want to inspire that in a whole new generation. Um, and hopefully they can write their own chronicles of faith. So mm-hmm. that's kind of part of the whole, whole thing. And this might be like the, creator's least favorite question but oh do, do y'all have plans for what's after david yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. actually one of the things that we're, we're trying to to think is the idea of chronicles of faith it can i don't know it, it can have any bible character but not only bible character because Brandon said it really go. We can go out from the Bible, and mm-hmm. Brandon knows the names because <laughs> I I know the names, but I I have no idea how to pronounce it in English. So I'm gonna <laughs> pass it to Brandon. Sure, sure. So so yeah, absolutely. So um, the Chronicles of Faith David right l- lends itself to Chronicles of Faith Samson, Chronicles of Faith Jael, mm-hmm. Chronicles of Faith Peter, Chronicles of Faith Judas. Right, all these you know these people in the Bible that we've read about. Right that have had faith and failed or had faith and succeeded, uh, those stories can all be told. Ultimately, we want to culminate, you know, with, you know, Chronicles of Faith Jesus, right? Because, you know, he's the ultimate picture of this of this model. But once those are done, when Yvonne and I are old and gray, we could, <laughs> we could even go, you know, to extra biblical characters like Chronicles of Faith Dietrich Bonhoeffer, right? Yeah. Chronicles of Faith Martin Luther King Jr., Chronicles of Faith Lottie Moon, uh, you know, John Wycliffe. I mean, all these amazing men and women of the faith who have, you know, you know, stood for what they believe in and, and some suffered, some succeeded, but all of these stories can be told and they can be told in this comic medium, which allows us to grapple with them in a whole new and in, in kind of exciting way. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. We're thinking, we're thinking long, long term here. Awesome. So, I mean, I know obviously this initial one is English, but what are with Yvonne with you? with a Latin background, do you, are, are there plans to release this in multiple languages right away or? 
Well, actually, yeah. The idea of two companies from two different places working together is using that as, as releasing. So in the same day, we'll, we will be releasing the Spanish and the English version. Awesome. So you can you can have both at the same time at the same moment. You can if you can read it by the both. So <laughs> and it's gonna have the same spirit. It's gonna have the same quality. Something that we want to do is just keep it translated with the same quality. And it's not gonna feel different, but it's gonna be in a different language. And uh, Mercy Ways has a lot of experience in this already. The last project that they just completed was a twelve issue run. Um, that was originally written in Spanish, uh, and then it was translated into French and also uh, English. And it, was it translated into German or or, or just English? No, no, no. It was not German. It was okay. just French and English. We tried to translate in Portuguese, but it just was issue one. That is the only one. And in Japanese, I have no idea what I was doing. Just I just copy and paste, copy and paste, <laughs> copy and paste. Because it was translated in Japanese, and I did all the art and talk, but I have no idea what it was. It just clinged on to me. So, so Mercy Ways has kind of a pedigree of this. Uh, Fear Not was the series, the 12-issue series that they did with the Bible Society of Ecuador and the Bible Society of Canada uh, prior to this project. El Salvador. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And Canada. It, it sounds it sound alike. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it ends in the same way. Right. And so that's, that's a stunning series. I actually won an award for that uh, in Germany. Uh, so they've got a lot of experience in this area as well. And of course, Brainy Pixel being native English speakers, mm -hmm. we were able to step in and help with that English translation as well, which we're happy to do. So absolutely. Yeah. We're looking, already looking into multiple languages for this project as well. Then for the, for the first geek cast, do y'all have a character that you would like to see? This isn't free. We're expecting a cut of this. So just as a... <laughs> I'm kidding. My I'm kidding. answer is always going to be Esther. That is a great story. Because oh. I love Esther and she is my personal biblical hero aside from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the, the visual in Esther should be something incredible, incredible amazing because... It was just the pinnacle. Is just that a word? Pinnacle of the end mm -hmm. of that empire. It just everything is just have to be royal and gold mm -hmm. and shiny. Yeah, yeah. And that I'm, was I'm, that was no small empire either. That was a yeah. major yeah. major empire. So <laughs> it, the the royal the level of royalty there is you know far beyond probably anything we could imagine. So yeah, it would be stunning to depict. We're taking notes. Just shoot. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna grab whatever you say. Just next one. Yeah. So maybe Esther's next after David because that's the only one we've heard so far. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I'll put up Lydia. I really love Lydia. Oh, Lydia. Okay. She has to be with Paul because she has to be in the story of Paul. But she, she, she was a, a great female character in, 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 in the start of the church. I'm really liking this idea of like following some of the more like modern theologians from history. So like, mm -hmm. so I mean, someone we talk about, I mean, I'd be interested to see one following C.S. Lewis. 
Oh yeah, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Right and, in my you know, heart. And and you know you know the sky's the limit, right? Everything you know you know is really is, is, as much as we don't like to admit it. Everything money drives everything, right? So if sales blow up, you know, and uh, you know we're able to hire more artists and and things like that, then yeah, we'll do you know a couple of you know, maybe we'll do a modern and you know a biblical or a biblical and extra biblical at the same time. So the the way the series is set up, it certainly lends itself to be able to do that mm-hmm. fairly easily. So. We'd love for that to be a, an option, Chris. That would be, You're, that'd be I mean, that one you'd obviously have to probably get rights from the estate, but <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. on offer, that'd be awesome. I would mm-hmm. love to see a comic series. I think there's there's a lot of things that we can grab here because the idea is just, if you think that the idea of just you reading other people's chronicles of faith is just you being inspired to write your own chronicles of faith. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is when, when, when in the church you have to hear a testimony is because mm-hmm. that's going to lift your faith and to say, hey, if God did something for him, he can do something for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of just you being inspired to have faith, is just you being inspired to actually write your own chronicles. Because even I think David at school, I am I ha, I am not different from David, and that's what the Bible is just to say. I, mm-hmm. we, David is amazing, is but I am no different from David, and and that is the idea that God is the only one who actually is making make the difference. Yeah, and that point of testimonies, Yvonne, I think that's really really critical. I personally believe that's one of the failings of the modern church. Right, is that we have placed such a a small emphasis on testimony. But you're really right. It it allows people. It's it's hard to deny a story. Of, uh, you know, my story coming from my mouth, right? That's really difficult yeah. to deny. And when I stand up and tell you about what God has done in my life, it's 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 something you have to grapple with emotionally, spiritually, and um, and we don't do that a lot in the church. But if you look in the in in Acts, right, one of the main things they did was you know testimony, you know, song, mm-hmm. prayer, and testimonies. Mm-hmm. Those were the three main things. So. I think kind of categorizing these comics as a form of testimony would be a, would be a really, really smart thing. In chat, we got a shout out for Tolkien go along with the CS Lewis. My heart. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can see that, that picture right there. That's that's Tolkien's work. That's Bilbo uh, coming to the huts of the raft elves right there. So absolutely. Now I know what it what that is. I, I have so many <laughs> meetings with Brandon, and I always wondering what is that. Now I know, and I would love to do Tolkien. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. There's a lot of we grab a lot of inspiration to these comics mm-hmm. because uh, even we want to be extremely faithful to the Bible, we just we cannot deny our geekness. And <laughs> when we were making this comic we we this is this is a great story how this came true because okay let's read this story from the bible but if you're reading this story and every every part of the team is just read the story and every time david is came to to see what character in pop culture do you remember what is someone who came to mind so 
we just go to a brainstorming idea and the craziest idea came from and the greatest one too. Uh, one of one of the member team members say, you know what? I think David is just like Marty McFly. And if you think closely, it's it's it actually fits on it. Because Marty McFly, it was not the the, the most bulkier. He was just the last son, I think. I don't remember that. But if you think it to Marty McFly, it's a David archetype character. Mm-hmm. And some others say, I just want this feel like the adventures of Link from Zelda. I just mm-hmm. want this remember me hiccup from How I Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. And we were just building all that stuff into the character and just bring back all the archetypes. So don't, we don't want to have a plain character in this comic. We want to have a, a I don't know, a, just, a character that you can feel attracted to. That you say, hey, I relate to this, David. It's just not so flat. It's just, it, it can be interesting too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really smart what the Mercy Waste team did. I mean, they they layered on a ton of prayer and a ton of research. You know, they read all the Old Testament scripture that revolved around David, you know, first, second Samuel, you know, first, second uh, Chronicles. They read first, second Kings. They read Acts. They read the Psalms. And then also they they branched out from there. They went into um, the Josephus's histories, right? And they jumped into the Talmud and they're getting all these little nuggets of historical and biblical kind of fact and uh, and really just pieces of information that they use to start constructing these characters. And then they go through essentially what Yvonne just described, which is really just a screenwriter's kind of archetypal, you know, character work, right? You know, uh, how does this character match up with, with Luke Skywalker? How does this character match oh, yeah. up with Marty McFly or Link from Zelda? And so what they're able to do is then breathe a lot of this kind of texture, right into the character of David in the comic. And it really does. It comes across on the page. You, you really begin to feel like, you know, this guy uh, even more than, than just reading scripture. It kind of adds another dimension. And it was very, very smart move on their part as creators. And then I'll get in my last one. Cause I like people that fail cause <laughs> I fail. And so I like that. Amen. And so one of mine that I've always enjoyed is the, is the story of Peter. I am, which is, um, like, like, and one of the things I like about Peter is that, especially in like the the Gospels, it's it's very upfront with when he fails, like when he messes up, when he says something he shouldn't have said. Like, um, that's definitely one of the things that that I think is really cool about that story. I love how he always puts his foot in his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, just like <laughs> me, just like me. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's that's me. <laughs> you can get really good use of the um, what's the, the anime where um, expression where they have like the the wiggle eyes. Yeah, you get you get a lot of that with Peter. I think I think all that all that story are, are are inspired to actually relate to, because I think that is one of the things that I love about the Bible. The Bible it doesn't hide the bad stuff about people; it just shows it. It just and actually helps to glorify even more, bring more glory to God and to Jesus. Because you understand that actually you're broken just like Peter. And you deny Jesus in the same day he's, he's going to be crucified. But Jesus is going to ask you, do you love me? Come on, Jesus. Don't ask me that. Not in front of my mom. <laughs> 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 and 
And so with that, where can people find um, Chronicles of Faith, David? So that's a great question. So uh, Chronicles of Faith, David, the Shepherd, uh, issue zero, um, will be on sale in two days. So yep. Wednesday, February the 24th, uh, it's going to be going on sale uh, in, in, for, in, on two continents, uh, in two languages. So you can, if you want the English version, you can go to brainingpixel.com and pick it up a digital copy there in the store. And if you want a Spanish version, you can head over to mercyways.com and nab a copy there uh, in their store. Uh, everything's going to be digital initially. We're trying to be really good stewards with what God's blessed us with in terms of resources and going to gauge the market and see what the response is like. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can then move into like a print on demand type uh, situation, or if it's just an overwhelming response, then, Hey, we'll take some of that, uh, some of that bounty and go do a print run if uh, that's what folks want, or maybe they're just happy with digital. So uh, we would love to hear from your listeners and for your, from your watchers, you know, what their favorite kind of format is. I know me personally, I'm a digital guy. Uh, that's because I've got five kids and not a lot of room to store books. So, you know, I have, <laughs> I have to, my kids have to sleep somewhere. So, um, but that's just me. So we'd love to know kind of what the preference is out there. So uh, feel, feel free to chime in. And we'll um, make sure to give y'all some time to shout out y'all social medias um, later on too. Um, and so, but with that, let's jump into our top three list of the week. This week we're talking about um, as submitted by our, our guests, our top three comic titles. And so remember the first rule of top threes are that there are no rules. And so if you define it as a comic title, then it counts. And so um, we'll just kind of keep going. And as I said at the time, before we got going, we'll do each do one and we'll rotate through um, and kind of go in that, that format. And so um, Yvonne, why don't you start us off? Well, actually if it is comics, for me, one of my favorite comics of all time is Battle Chasers. It's just long ago from 1998. And actually, it doesn't even exist. It's just from Cliffhanger. It's just a branch from Image Comic, but it was awesome. It's just a fantasy, just like role-playing idea. It's just, it's the, if, if someone who loves role-playing games, you will make a comic, that is Battle Chasers. Writing that down. <laughs> okay. Then, actually, the only down is it, it was never finished. It just mm -hmm. stopped in issue nine, but the art is amazing. That means a lot coming from Ivana. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what about you? So I am a huge Mike uh, Mignola fan, just absolutely huge. So you probably are going to be able to guess all of mine, but number one would be Hellboy. So absolutely <laughs> Hellboy all the way, all day, every day. So inspired me to write my comic Tenet's Tales. So. Emma, what about you? I would hope that by this point I've made my stance on Calvin and Hobbes rather clear. But I also don't remember <laughs> because I adore Calvin and Hobbes and I have for as long as I could read. So the most beat up book I own is the Calvin and Hobbes and that will continue to be my favorite comic of all time. <laughs> Period. Calvin, End Calvin. of sentence. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. 
So the most beat up one I have, I can see it already. It's it's that one. That one right there is the one that I have. That you is can the most hear it up. right now, but I think it's just... That's okay. I also have the entire collection in three books, not... Yeah. That, that was Not with me, but <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes is my big love. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that Calvin and Hobbes for me is one of the most intelligent strip ever created. Yeah. Because it's just so great in the way that it's just telling you one thing at the same time, they're telling you something different. Yep. I think it's amazing. I love Calvin and Hobbes and I, Cheer up your choose your yep. choice. I don't know what comic you're talking about, honestly. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> never, never heard of it. No, never it's heard not of like it. I have the entire collectible collection or anything in a, <laughs> a hardback boxed set. All right, well, I'm, I'm coming over tomorrow to read them. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome to. They need some TLC from a book doctor because I've read them so much, but. So yeah, that's my number one. Nice. Janine, what about you? Okay. I'm still kind of a baby when it comes to comics. I didn't read much besides Archie growing up. But um, recently started getting into them more. And one of the first ones that I read and loved was Scarlet Witch. Um, the 2015 run. I think 15 comics. And... It's an awesome story, a lot of like confronting your past kind of stuff. And there's several different artists used throughout the series as well. And just gorgeous art of all different styles. I loved it. So do I need to have a chat with your parents about comics and <laughs> cartoons? <laughs> I guess so. Well, if, you, if you're a baby in comics, I think we can help you to grow in that idea. In that <laughs> side of your we, can, we can grab you and, and, and hold your hands until you walk along. <laughs> Thank you. Chris, what about you? My first that we got to go with is the search oh doesn't oh, like it I... too much too much green screen <laughs> too much green screen yeah. if you keep it moving we'll hide it we'll hide the green screen <laughs> see my messy background <laughs> the search story of the search for zuko's mother <laughs> <laughs> And I also just love these compilations because of all the notes and additional information and just the continuation of the Avatar series. So. Don't you love all those bonus features, man? I love mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, those are some of my favorite parts. Oh, I geek out on that stuff so much. It's not mm -hmm. even fun. <laughs> Hide my background again because it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, I always, like I grew up around comics, but it was definitely a medium that I never like really connected with on like a title standpoint. It was kind of just like, oh, this one has a character I like on the cover. So I read those. Um, and, and it really wasn't until like towards the end of co um, college for me that I really started like getting into and reading runs, getting the, the, um, the collections, those types of things, and actually diving more into the longer runs. 
um, for those characters. And so one of the ones that I want to shout out um, kind of ties in with relatively recent movie release, and that's Higher, Further, Faster, More from Captain Marvel. And so um, I really like um, this um, this look at the character, I guess is the way to say it. Um, I like the idea of um, kind of just um, Carol having that mix of being a geek, being super powered, kind of all those characteristics that we see brought into the MCU. Um, and I'm a huge fan of, um, like I said, that in general and kind of throughout comics as a whole, um, getting to see more and more Captain Marvel as she becomes more and more prominent. And so definitely a huge, huge fan of all of that. I mean, and the name of her cat is Chewy. So like, you know, can't go wrong with that. Yvonne, we'll go back up to you. Kind of okay. Uh, my, my another number two, well, I have to go with some Batman. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, for me, actually, it was hard to, to choose. And I have to say two instead of one. But it's, it's only one. So is Batman the Court of Owls? I love that arc. It's just, mm-hmm. it's right, so great, so intelligent. And at the same time, it's just so different from Batman. It just make the shark look, feel new. And actually Batman hush, because I think the, the art style, the art direction in there is amazing. Jim Lee's, incredible in that comic and the story is great you never see the end well if you see the movie already now but if you see the end you never you never see the end coming i've heard really good things about both of those and i haven't read a lot of dc but those are ones that i, I definitely know come highly recommended they well are. absolutely you you can you can start with with hush and you can go to court of owl <laughs> it, you don't need to know every who bad you the only thing you need to know is who batman is and the the the, the, the story tell the everything else nice. brandon oh is it my turn yeah go for it all right so number two on my list you could probably have guessed it lord baltimore again mike mignola I just can't get enough. Bring, bring on, bring on the supernatural hack and slash. Love Lord <laughs> Baltimore. My number two, because it's my turn, <laughs> is one that I did not think of initially when I was writing my list, and I am slightly ashamed of myself for it, because it's the other comic that I grew up with, and that was Tintin. Because I have a rather oh. odd family who my parents raised me on all the weird stuff that no one else had heard of. Um, so I grew up with Tintin as well. Um, and I also love it because it was a series of comics that I read at a little older age that had more, not like grown up, but it started getting to the more serious topics while still also being a comic book that was funny um so like things with like politics or whatever so that's my number two i love tintin i love the art style i love the adventures he goes on he goes to the moon he goes under the sea he 
does all these fun things. And he's a detective journalist, so. My second one is Batman, um, the recent run by Tom King. Um, I've talked about it um, on my first episode on First Geek and on the Hoot and Howl as well. Um, I just, it's a great storyline of Batman losing faith. It's another one I need to, I need to just read more DC. I, I see as I'm looking at my list of all Marvel, <laughs> all, Marvel. all Marvel titles. And then. Uh, uh, well, that, that could be a discussion for another day, but there's some characters that are more related, mm-hmm. re- relatable in Marvel. You can actually put your, your situation in Marvel, but actually there is a lot of, I don't know, immovable character in DC comics. It's just like Batman is just Batman. He's Batman. DC Comics has Batman, so, so, and maybe you have the same problem that Spider-Man had. So, you can relate more to Spider-Man than Batman. My next one is an anthology. It's this place, 150 years retold. It is oh. by uh, indigenous creators in Canada, uh, or a combination and it is wonderful and the art is beautiful um i i just love this it is uh through their stories um it has a it's just a wonderful kind of journey story um and, and even has some psychic battles and time travel in it definitely mm-hmm. recommend it awesome speaking of psychic battles my next one is The Dark Avengers. Um, I really like this run um, or this event um, where basically all the bad guys end up becoming the new Avengers. And so it, it's really fun to see them um, have to like almost like pretend to be good guys. Um, and so it's really funny to, to see that. And it kind of lends to some like some good humor as bullseye has to pretend to be Hawkeye or he doesn't get paid like those kinds of things. Um, and so there's some pretty fun moments with that, but yeah, dark Avengers is my number two. And I think there's my turn again. Mm-hmm. And my number three is black Sod. I don't know if, if you heard about it, but black Sod is just um, Spanish comics that actually is print in the United States by dark horse. But I think it has the most beautiful art that I ever see in a comics. It's all made in aquarella and just, I don't know if that is, that's the right word, but it's just hand painting. Everything in that comic is hand painting. It's the story, of, it's, it's a noir comic about a black cat that is just a private investigator. And it's awesome. If, if you go and see the, the comic, it's just blow away how the stories tell uh, the decision that he's made. I just have all the making off of the book. And it's it's amazing. It's really, really, watercolor. That's the word. It's everything done in watercolor. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Black sad. And uh, my number three um, is my number one favorite, but I mentioned <laughs> it third. 
uh, and that is again uh, Mike Magnola, a witch finder. So uh, Victorian uh, monsters and mayhem at its absolute finest, in my opinion. And honorable mention for anything that Ben Stenback touches. That man is amazing. I love his work. So. <laughs> So for my number three, I went very literal with the question and answered it. What is my favorite title for a comic book ever? <laughs> Instead of just what's my favorite comic. So I picked a comic that I've never actually read before, but that has a funny title. I like it. Because there are no rules for top three. This is true. Except that there are no rules. So my top three, or my third one, is a Thor comic that came out last year called You Get a Mjolnir. You Get a Mjolnir. Everyone Gets a Hammer. Okay. <laughs> and that's just the title of the comic. <laughs> it's just, You Get a Mjolnir. You Get a Mjolnir. Everyone Gets a Hammer. I've never even read it before, but it has a funny title. <laughs> so... There's my number three. Oprah would be proud. <laughs> yes, she would. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read it now. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> Janine, what's your number three? Okay, my number three is uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch from the 1980s. Very different from the Scarlet Witch comics that was the first one I talked about. Um, just a lot campier. A <laughs> lot of ridiculous situations with weird stuff. It's it's great. And my last one is Monstrous. Because this art is just <laughs> i can't get enough of the series um it's by marjorie lou and sana takeda and it's a kind of post-war story um uh and kind of rediscovering humanity um but also like the main character has connections to a very powerful being and i don't it's it's wonderful. Although I couldn't find my, I have four volumes here, but there's five, but I'm missing number four. I have one through one, two, three, and then five. So I don't know where number four went. Yvonne's got it. <laughs> but I highly recommend that series. Yeah. I feel like, I think we went shopping for that together and you picked some up down in Texas. One of the times you visited, I did pick one up while I was in Texas. That was number three. Um, the first two volumes though, I got after PAX East when I was visiting my sister in, um, in Portland, Maine. And I went to one of the like, comic store there in Portland and it came highly recommended by the owner. So I was like, sure. And then I fell in love and I've been searching. So I gradually buy them as I see them. So I got, yeah, I got volume three when I was in Texas for your wedding. And then I got volume four at PAX or no, at Emerald City Comic-Con 
And then I recently picked up five at my local bookstore because they started carrying graphic novels. (laughs) (laughs) And my number three um, is Black Panther, A Nation Under Our Feet um, by, I'm sure I'm going to say it wrong, but Tanisi Coates. Um, great run of Black Panther. Another character that like I wasn't super into, but I started reading some of as got brought into the MCU. And so um, really enjoy it. It's a cool, I, again, I don't have a ton of background for other versions of the character, but it was a very fun take on it. And I really like that, the mesh of the spiritual and technology that ties in through all like the, the Black Panther lore. And so it's really cool to see that um, that side of the world and how they, how those things can connect. And so those are our top three comic titles. Um, as always listeners, um, if you have an idea for a top three, you can feel free to submit one over either in our discord or on our Twitch. Um, but I guess that'll wrap up our show. Um, Brandon, Yvonne, thank y'all so much for joining us. Um, where can people find y'all and get all the, all the updates on Chronicles of Faith? Uh, thanks, Cameron. Uh, so yeah, um, you can, uh, on the 24th of February, you can head over to uh, brainypixel.com if you want the English version um, or mercyways.com if you're looking for the Spanish version. Uh, we've got a ton of social media stuff going on this month, uh, cover contests, uh, you know, design diaries that are being posted behind the scenes content, free art, desktops for your phone, your laptop, your tablet. Uh, all that stuff, you can check us out on our social medias, which for Brainy Pixel is at Brainy Pixel for just about everything under the sun, except for Instagram. For some reason, they wouldn't let us have that. So we at Brainy Pixel Productions over there. So, and Yvonne? Well, actually, uh, we are in YouTube as MercyWaste.studios. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you go to the shorter way, go to mercyway.com and you can find a link for all our social media. And I hope someday in the sixth generation of the podcast, you can, someone can say my top three is Chronicles of Faith. It's just <laughs> one of the books of the, of the, of the top three. And I will, I, I, I will be glad in heaven hearing that. So in, and I hope to do it. So please just, we, we just trying to, to show everyone about this comic. So go to a social media and you can find a lot of, if you, if you want to see previews or stuff like that, and if you want to wondering how the comic look, go to our social media and you can find it. And please give it a shot. Give us a shot because you can be surprised by this mm-hmm. story. And we'll Even if you know the story of David for so many years, mm-hmm. you could be surprised. For our listeners, we'll make sure to give those social medias uh, or have those social medias in our show notes and in the YouTube description so people can go and give them a follow, um, highly recommend. And so with that, um, we'll go ahead and do our outro and then do a little bit of a post-show chat. Um, but listeners, as always, you can find us on our social medias as one geek 411 um, you can join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between episodes and then check out our Redbubble store to get some of the new merch um, coming sometime soon. And then you can send us an email at 1SDGeek411 at gmail.com. Um, and then you can watch live on Twitch, um, 645 Mountain Time. And then you can find the videos over on YouTube as well as podcast services 
or find the audio, I guess, on podcast services around the globe. And then you can also check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. And then, of course, you can connect with us through our personal social medias. I'm Humar Whittill. I am I am not prepared with an I. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on Instagram. And I'm not so foreign. That's N-O-T-S-O-4. E-I-G-N. And it's been a great week. Wash your hands. Please. I don't have anything this week. I'm unprepared. Read a book. Wash your neighbor's hands. That might be too far. Wash your neighbor's feet. (laughs) (laughs) 